Are you always this nervous before a performance? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never performed before. What? You said you were a musician. I am. I mean, I, uh, I will be once I win. That's your plan? No. No, 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 no. You have to win, Miguel. Your life literally depends on you winning. Are you, have you never done this before? Oh, my God. I'll, I'll go up there. No, no, no. I, I need to do this. Why? If I can't go out there and play one song, how can I call myself a musician? What does that matter? Because I don't just want to get Ernesto de la Cruz's blessing. I, I, I need to prove that, that I'm worthy of it. Oh, oh, that's such a sweet sentiment. It's such a bad time. Okay, 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 okay. You want to perform? Then you got to perform. First, you have to loosen up. Shake off all those nervous... <clears throat> now, give me your best grito. My best grito? Come on, yell, belt it out. Ay, 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 ay. Feel good, okay? Now, now you. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's stay, big boy. Let's bribe. Everybody on? Welcome to Facing Off, a podcast where we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. No. (laughs) But we do talk about two movies. We find them to be similar in some way, and we compare, contrast, and rate them. Today's two movies are Coco and Encanto. My name is Gabe, and joined with me are two of the best singers slash musicians that I know, Mm. Layla and Nick. No. Well, Nick is False really promises. good, and Layla, you said you're a good pianist as well. Oh, yeah, I guess. She's yeah. a good what? P- pianist? <laughs> uh, pianist. And we got a special guest today. I'm so Woo! excited that she's joining us. We're joined by Zuhei. You know her from her TikToks on We Are Sage. Go look them up if oh you God, don't. I have to. Um, she makes hilarious TikToks with my girlfriend at her workplace. It's exciting. <laughs> Z, what up? Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for that plug. By the way, it is is at We Are Sage. Hell yeah. She's been putting in that work. It's good. (laughs) Uh, Suhei, are you a big movie fan? I am a big movie fan. I actually prefer movies more than series from time to... Yeah, I go through phases, but I am a movie fan. Oh, I love that. Uh, I also prefer movies to television shows. It's also like less time consuming, even though people are always like, I don't want to watch this movie. It's two and a half hours long. It's like, yeah, but you'll binge eight to 10 episodes of a show in a day. It's different. Exactly. I I know. I know. All right. Well, opinions better. We're happy that you like movies because we're going to have to talk about it. Thanks, Nick. Um, Nick. Yeah. Do you know why we're doing these two movies? Is there a shared plot line? Well, I or think, a shared theme? I think, uh, I mean, I think these are two Disney movies where they've decided to uh, allow us a, a Latin American lead. Uh, allow us. You know, <laughs> allow us, yeah. They've Thank decided. you for granting us that. Yeah, Disney has granted us the opportunity to have a Latin American 
you know, lead in there. And um, generally, I mean, both movies are heavily influenced by Latin American culture, which is nice yeah. that they decided to do that, that they gifted us with that. Two movies Thanks about Disney. family. Bow down to Disney. And about family, and, mm-hmm. and there are two big singing movies that have huge hits. I mean, Encanto is like all over the fucking charts right now. Um, and that's because Coco is each the of number the one are... grossing movie in Mexico. Oh, that's cool. I, I didn't know that. That's I mean, cool. we were finally represented. I'm going to fact Get check. Oh, yeah. So, Z, what do these movies mean to you? I mean, so much. I think Encanto specifically more so because, you know, it is a movie based in, from Mexico and Mexican descent and Mexican characters. Um, so it was just great to like see some representation there, you know. You, I like Nick was saying, um, probably one of the first, correct? Animated. I just wanted to clarify. Did you did you mean Coco or Encanto? Because Encanto's Coco. Sorry. Oh, okay, I was like, because that's Colombian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Coco. Coco. Yeah, I I'm sure it was one of the first American made. Uh, animated ones right i don't know if there were any before i looked that, i looked this up mexico. because i was i don't think it's, okay. it's not from mexico book of life does talk about uh day of the dead and oh, yeah. it came out in 2014 which was a couple of years before but it's not quite as i was gonna t- i'm gonna talk about this later but it's not quite as like i don't know focused within the culture like it's a little bit more of an adventure movie as opposed to like oh, sure. a yeah, good yeah, yeah this is for mexico <laughs> yes yeah yeah, so it's well, great to see that, especially yeah. having younger siblings, you know. Oh, cool. Were they, are they, like, really young, um, like, big, I don't know, animated movie fans, so they got really excited when they saw it? Yes, exactly. They, I think they felt like they could identify with the characters for once, which is very rare. That's yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. Um, and by the way, I didn't mean to say it as if adults can't enjoy these movies too, because you know, adults, we love Pixar. So why don't we break these two movies down, figure out which one we like a little bit more, uh, based on five categories. Our, uh, our rating scale for these categories is one to seven, one being poor shit. Um, and, and don't be afraid to dump on Disney when it, when it's applicable, um, (laughs) Four being average or middle, uh, and seven being amazing, spectacular. Uh, let's start with what are we starting with? A ca- a category that we made for animated movies called charactering. It's basically our actoring category, except for we are talking about the characters. Um, were the characters ones that you could remember? Were you interested in them? Were they exciting? Were the voice performances for them good uh, and interesting? Layla, I want to start with you. Let's start with Coco. What did you think about the charactering for that? <laughs> I don't know why I did not expect this to be the first category. Um, okay, so a charactering for Coco. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, we make up words yeah. they're, they're they throw I me off it. apparently they, they fit our own very, definitions very yeah. they will be applied in my vocabulary <laughs> okay so we love we, we're doing coco first is that what you said yeah uh yeah i mean there's such fun characters in this movie i love all of the background characters i have to say just in the sense of comparison i do like 
the main girl in Encanto more than I like the little boy as a main character in Coco, but that's just in the sense of comparison. They're both incredible characters. Um, But I do think that in Coco, like, it's just such an incredible, like, overall cast of characters. It's so fun. Everyone that's in the Land of the Dead is such a good time. They're hilarious. They're engaging. I love all the different family members. I think they all have their place, even though there's so many of them. I mean, Mama Coco is like, I just want to cry every time I see her. (laughs) She's just the sweetest old lady ever. Uh, Yeah, I love... I love all the characters. I have so much more to say in other categories, so I'm going to keep this one brief. I'm going to go simply because I like the little boy, but I feel like he's not like my favorite main narration character in like Disney or Pixar. So like I don't I'm going to go with like I'm going to go with a five. So I'm going to go above average, but he's I think there are better main characters out there. So five for Coco. Okay, that makes sense. Nick, are you I think where he gets credit Mm. And the most credit for me is that he's he's sung yeah. as well, which I will discuss. Um, and he's like a, he's like an actual child, <laughs> whereas like Stephanie Beatrice is like a grown ass woman. Tis uh, true. And in yeah. Canto, like you know, I mean, you gotta have, give him some credit for being a kid. Like he's just a kid. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously a child. Doing I think a lot it. in most Pixar movies, it's, it's yeah. played by an adult. Yeah, and I mean, he's an actual child. He actually does the singing. I mean, that's incredible. I think Gael Garcia uh, Bernal is. Um, I mean, fantastic is that character. Is his name Benjamin Bratt? Yeah. Yes. Is it Bratt? Yeah. His last name? Yeah. I like Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, he's awesome uh, as who becomes our villain in the the movie. And um, I like – I will also say more in other categories and give this one a five. But I do want to say that like the big thing for the kid is that, I mean, he like sings too, mm-hmm. which is incredible for a little kid to, to have been given that and, and – do what he did with it oh absolutely so hey what did you think um i loved all of the characters as well a huge fan of miguel because you know he is a child he's such a great singer there's so much with like what's not to love about him even his dimples i mean i'm going into animation now but yeah (laughs) um also like a huge fan of yes huge fan of benjamin bratt as an actor so i found i found that very surprising when you know i was reading up on the film that he was the voice for ernesto de la cruz which like that voice to me is a little iconic within the film itself not in the film industry um and i loved like the background characters as well like i thought it was so cute like the frida cameo in there Mm -hmm. um there was also like (laughs) do you guys remember that and then um, there was a couple other cameos. I think like uh, Ernesto de la Cruz, he reminded me of this famous singer named Vicente Fernandez. So I feel like they were paying a little homage to the culture, love which that. was, you know, I love actually a ton of uh, cameos, but we don't see they don't explicitly tell us about yeah. most of them. They're just like in the back. So detailed. <laughs> yeah. But so if you recognize their voices. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the character cameo? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a uh, uh, famous. Like Frida Kahlo showed up in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there's like famous. They they, they animate wasn't. famous. Uh, I think they're all. Um, I think they're all Hispanic. You know. Uh, um, I would imagine they could just be Latin American uh, celebrities or, or famous mm-hmm. people that are like in the back. Mm, who interesting. Have, who have died? 
Oh, okay. It's the little Easter eggs. Of the dead. That's cool. I love <laughs> when they do that. Yeah, I thought it was so yeah. cool. I know. I wish I could slow the movie down so I could like name a few more, but absolutely love that. And of course, the abuelita, like she's just so lovable and so sweet. Um, but I didn't love her character development. You know, I felt like she Same. went from being a vegetable to the most liveliest old woman out there. Yeah, um, could have been a bit. You more. know, once she felt, like, yeah. Uh, but I would overall rate it like a six. I <laughs> oh being nice. six out of seven. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, do you want to lead us off with Encanto? Of um, charactering for Encanto. <laughs> any any characters you loved <laughs> in that movie? Um. It's definitely. So it is so tough. I mean, the buff girl, I think, you know, she's just so relatable in so many ways. I should clarify, I've never seen Encanto. So if I oh, sound like it, I, I, it, it was very rude of me not to watch it. And I will because I think the soundtrack should absolutely just kick him out? I'm just kidding. But we could. That's I why could. I'm moderating this episode. But... If I sound surprised, that's because I'm learning about it for the first time. And Louisa, this is exciting. So keep name. going, Zia. Yes, name, Louisa. That's a, yes, her name. She's so lovable, and of course, the lead character. Like, what's not to love about her? Like, she's so sweet, and she's so understanding. Um, and she's wearing glasses, and she has curly hair. I felt like I was looking in the mirror Do for a again? second. <laughs> yes. Um. I really felt like I was looking in the the mirror for a second, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I love how understanding <laughs> she was. All the characters were just great. Like, I feel like I remember more characters in Encanto than I do in Coco. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I remember the little boy right off the bat where he, like, finally gets his superpowers. And then he has, like, that whole jungle in his bedroom versus, like, the background characters in Coco, like... Off, off the top of mind, like the only ones that really come to me is the two uncles. But I know there was like a lot of more family members involved in this film. Like I feel like they really took their time with these characters. Yeah, so, I, and I and that's what we mean by the category. So that's yeah. like a perfect example of that. If those characters, I mean, there's so many characters from so many animated movies from Disney. So. It's great when one, like, you can really remember the characters and they stand out. Did you give a rating? I did not give a rating yet. Okay, I think I'm being nice in, compa- in comparison to no, you no, guys. No, no, you could be... You gotta but I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, there you go. Okay, go. <laughs> seven out of seven is great. No, no, that, like, matches up with what I did, too. I gave okay. it one more than I gave the other categories, which mm. is exactly what you did. You gave it six and seven. I gave this one a six because the same reasons. I think that it's, like... There are so many more characters. They are, I think, more memorable. Um, I think that there is, there is. Um, I'll talk about it later. But there's more of a focus in Encanto on making you love the characters, and that's, I think, part of the plot. It, it like needs to be driven by you caring about these characters and their family. And they do a really great job of making you remember a bunch of them. Yeah. And they do a lot of really good things with these characters to make sure that they are representative of different you know, body types and different um, you oh, know, people that, that uh, would want to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's coming from the guy. <laughs> He's like, interesting. No, that's, that's really, <laughs> really cool. Mm. I, I like that. <laughs> Especially with animation. Yeah. You have yeah, so much range a, that you can yeah, use. Lots of scrawny redheaded guys are in it too for you. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> 
My people. But I, I think that 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 um, that's important to this this movie, and that that is uh, um, uh, this is a, a, a category where I'll give Encanto more cred because I give it six. Okay, Layla. Well above. <clears throat> yeah, I'm also to gonna give it a six. Um, I personally, I don't like. Other than the little boy and Mirabelle, I don't connect as much with the other characters, but I give it a six because they integrated the characters so flawlessly in the sense of like creating a story about family, like the entire, and I'll talk about this much more in a different category, but like this whole movie is about family. And if you just focused on the main character alone, it would not have come together the way that it did. So they did a really beautiful job of ensuring every family member had their space within the storyline. So it definitely deserves a six in that sense. And that little boy... Like, just one of the cutest little kids I've ever seen. He's so adorable. He is so cute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm going to go with a six. Okay. It's two sixes and a seven for Encanto. Let's move on to a category that we need to have in this one, because not only are we doing two Disney movies, we're doing two music-forward uh, Disney movies. Uh, Pixar is actually, it's pretty rare to have yeah. uh, a musical Pixar uh, one. And I wouldn't necessarily call Coco a straight musical like a lot of the Disney ones, but certainly music is a very important part of it. So, uh, Nick, why don't you talk about the coolest soundtrack in the history of animated movies? Talk about Encanto musicality. Uh, How did the music work? How do you remember it? Did it. Did it bring you in and keep you engaged um, throughout? Yeah, it does. As a um, as a just sort of rule, I don't really like musicals <gasps> as much as non musicals. Um, I can relate. A stab little. my heart. Wait, wait, wait. Hold Why on. Are you gasping? Wait, wait. You like musicals that. less than non musicals? Yeah. Or do you like musicals more than non musicals? They fit equally. No, less. I'm an equal uh, lover. Oh, oh, Layla. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so sometimes music, uh, like the music in musicals takes me out of it where I'm just like, oh, okay, can we not do this, please? <laughs> yeah. um, there are few, very few times in Encanto where that happens, but they, that um, is a, still just a thing for me. Um, but can we talk about Bruno? Oh uh, my god. That's a great song. The most uh, infectious song of any learned Felix's entire part. Oh um, hell yeah. The character Felix's entire part. Which is very, very small. But is that the rapping part? No. Oh, Felix. Don't... Yeah, I don't is, know. Uh, oh no. No no no. He's the um the husband at oh, the beginning. Okay. I think gotcha. right? I think that's the character's name. Yeah. I could be getting that wrong. But I, I would never know. That you should know. I will Someday know. Someday you will know. But I do Hopefully. like that song a lot. Uh, I would, I'm going to give this a six. I think that they are incredibly memorable songs. I um, think that Megan Thee Stallion should remix every single one of them, and that would make it so much better. <laughs> That's sarcasm. Yeah. yeah. Um, get her out. What Go did you ahead, get? Layla, or someone. Yeah. <laughs> Layla, why don't you jump in? You're so ecstatic. I am really this. ecstatic. I'm like really excited about this category. I don't <laughs> think I can talk about this without kind of just talking about both, so I'm sorry. Bruno? I'm going oh. <laughs> to. I'm just going to kind of talk about both a little bit. Because um, I think the way that they each that use music is really interesting. And yeah. I think. It's very different. I mean, obviously, Coco uses music as like a character, it's a part of the story, it's a, it's a part of the writing of the story. Um, but I think even just speaking musically, 
Encanto, like Lin-Manuel, obviously, was the, you know, mastermind behind all of this, which is interesting because there's a little bit of... It was 1884! <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Lin, I had to go at you. Um, it, there was like uh, uh, very slight, just going to mention it for listeners and stuff. There was a little bit of controversy around the fact that, you know, Lynn has just kind of become like the writer <laughs> of like anything that's Songs. Latinx basically, <laughs> um, yeah. which is slightly infuriating to a lot of people because it perpetuates the conversation that all these countries are the same and that everyone in these countries are exactly the same and that there aren't colombian music artists out there not to say that they didn't have participating colombian music artists in the writing of this but um that's an interesting point to make um i do think what's interesting yeah, i mean it was same issue with uh sorry there... uh within the heights as mm-hmm. well um, absolutely mm-hmm. and i think we've talked about that outside of it but yeah. um it kind of left a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth after you watch that movie yeah and a wonderful movie. you know he's an incredibly talented man obviously the production of these songs are amazing and they they're hits and all of the above but um there are incredible colombian music artists out there that could have done also incredible original stuff um but i think what's interesting about encanto is that so much of it is like a fusion of latin like pan latin music and it takes different parts of colombian music and throws it into what feels a lot like pop music like popular music um and coco sticks very classically to like classical mexican guitar and um is like trying really hard to be because it's a character it's trying really hard to be um acknowledging culture in that way so it's really interesting Mm -hmm. how they both play such a different role in each of their movies um super good point i don't know what i prefer personally i i like i think i lean a little bit towards coco because i like really really love classical music in general and the classical guitar in Coco is just unreal beautiful to me um and I like how culturally relevant it is in Coco like it really just feels like it's I know that there are probably people in Z I want you to speak on this like I I know there are probably people of Mexican heritage that are like I can identify with this or I know that there are songs that are like historically relevant and that people know that are like paid um ode to and stuff in coco which i think is really beautiful um and i think the issue with encanto not an issue is it does kind of perpetuate a little bit for me this idea that you can just put all latin (laughs) countries into one mix and that it can just be for everybody but each latin country um every central american country deserves its own movie and its own representation musically so i think that's something important to acknowledge with encanto but aside from all that Amazing music. Love how it plays into the storyline. It's like seamless the way that it adds to each character. Each character has a really cool song. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, Bruno is an in- incredible song. So I am going to go. And the only character who doesn't sing is Bruno, which is funny. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. true. Good call out. <laughs> John, I mean, like I didn't notice like, that. I can't sing. Yeah. Were you? Uh, what were you gonna go with, Layla? I'm going to go with like a 6.5. Like I want to give it a seven just because of how incredible it is, but I'm going to give it a 6.5 only because I don't think it's super fair to just like put all of that culture into one. I really enjoyed your points. And I think they're especially ironic because they spent like a lot of time trying to make the culture of the movie very Colombian and authentic. And there are like Colombian actors and singers um, uh, in the movie specifically chosen because Mm -hmm. of their talent and, their heritage yet 
they had Lynn Manuel Miranda do the, you know, <laughs> yet your right point. On. You know what I mean? It's a little, it's a little irony there. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Z? <laughs> Uh, yeah, a little irony is so true. I mean, I'm just going to come straight out and give it like a 4.5. Get it. Uh, I love it. Savage time. Do it. Uh, (laughs) I just, yeah, I think, uh, going back to what you guys were saying about Lin-Manuel, I was very disappointed that he did most of the writing. I really think they could have went with a Colombian person, you know, male female anyone um sorry i'm getting so much sun here (laughs) you look gorgeous (laughs) um thank you thank you it's not making me feel gorgeous uh but you know i think the songs are good they are memorable like you know the one with the really strong female character i can't remember her name louisa 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 yes Louisa, um, and of course the Bruno song. There's no forgetting that we already mentioned Megan The Stallion's remix to and it. There's no talking about it either. There's no you talking guys. about it. <laughs> We're not gonna get Just through this. You need episode. a dollar. <laughs> you need a dollar for every time you say that. Um, I have to. But I don't know. Definitely not the best in my opinion. Um, I really didn't feel like it had that Colombian sound. I'm not Colombian, but. I just can't imagine. I don't know. There was something missing. <laughs> there was just something missing. I don't know. I can't explain it. But Are to- you going to say that, that Lin-Manuel Miranda's general songwriting aesthetic isn't authentically Colombian? Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's Shocking. exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> um, and, you know, I don't know. Moving on to Coco do it yeah, yeah please so good i mean i felt like i was walking into my house like listening to the music like it brings me back to my childhood homes where you know my mom and my dad are like cleaning the house and they have this really loud music and the audio itself is just like incredible like i feel like you can hear the cobblestone in the background and you can hear the vendors in the background and the chit chat and the chatter i mean that's not music but like audio wise it just sounds incredible I feel like I'm in Mexico, even though I've never been to Mexico, which is kind of messed up because I am Mexican. But I plan to make never. my way. Oh, interesting. No, I. Yeah, you'll you'll get there soon. I will. I'm going this year for my birthday. So. Oh my gosh, oh, that's amazing. Wow. Yes. Let's go. So happy Where? for you. Oaxaca. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yes. Sweet. That's gonna be that's um, more fun. But and, it, like, it reminds, yeah, okay. So yeah, it's just it so authentic, like, I'm amor, I'm amor. Like, you know, <laughs> it just makes you want to sing. I think of my family, I think of my childhood. I think it just gives the film so much life. Like, the guitar, you know, the guitar work in there is incredible. I'm not no guitarist. I don't know how they do it. Again, it reminds me of Vicente Fernandez. Um, in a way, I don't know if you guys are familiar, ever heard of him. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> heard of him, but because of looking uh, into this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think Miguel's voice is, is so cute. And even, um, what's his name? We were talking about him earlier. I have his name written down. Benjamin Bratt. I don't know if that oh, was his yeah. singing, but I thought he did really well. Does yeah, anybody well, know? If he ever sang one, before. One um, of them, one of him and Gael Garcia Bernal only sing one song, and the other songs it's someone else. I'll figure it out. I can't I remember. I kind of feel which like Gael would sing, mm. 
because he's been in other par- in other parts like Mozart in the Jungle. And yeah, stuff, I think the does, other like, one of those musical. two sings all of their okay. songs. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. But yeah. like, even I agree. I, I mean, the Benjamin Bratt, like whoever does the voice, if it's not him, it it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, Mama Imelda, I think that's how you say her name. Yeah, yes. Rivera Imelda. I can't remember, but Alana, I didn't realize was who played the voice, did the narration, and I thought she did a beautiful job. Beautiful of voice. singing as well. Beautiful voice. I'm like, my God, I. You could hear the pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that once, that one scene where she finally, you know, sings to Miguel, and explains, you know, that she also has a love for music. It's just the situation is a little fucked up, so we can't, you know, there's no music allowed in this family. And when she sings that, you can just hear hear the pain. And uh, you guys, I'm gonna give this one a six. Coco, go for it. You could go even higher if you want. I'm giving it a seven. <laughs> oh, bang. I'm 100% giving it a seven. I think it, like, okay. I think kind of tying into what you were finishing off with there, Z, like, it is such an emotional component of the film. And I think that, like, as much as Encanto's, like, really fun and the music is, like, banging and you have a good time watching it and listening to it. Like, when we talk about musicality within a movie setting, like, you want it to be propelling the characters, you want it to be moving the story along, and it really does that in Coco. Like, it's such an important part, uh, considering it is, like, a character. It's a part of the storyline and um, the narrative of the movie. But you're totally right. Like, there's so much emotion. There's so much excitement. Um, I... I did not grow up in a Mexican household, but watching it, I was like, I wish I did. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> the music is so beautiful, and it's, it just brings the movie to life. Like, it is such beautiful music, and you know that it's truly, like, I think ultimately that's what puts this out of seven for me versus Encanto. Like, I know that a culture gets to watch this and thrive while watching it. But with Encanto, I can't really necessarily feel that way. I would have to speak to a Colombian about it. But considering how much they've discussed out loud that it wasn't directly Colombian music and it was a mix of different Latin cultural musics, like it it just kind of takes it a little bit away from me. But with Coco, it just like it feels like I'm getting a piece of that. And that's so magical. And I can only imagine what that feels like for people of Mexican descent, you know, so seven. (laughs) Bang, Nick! Wow, I uh, I also gave it a six. Okay, um, so equal with Encanto. I think that where like Encanto has this like pop, like you're saying, Layla, like it's got you know your pop vibe and your you know smash hit and yada yada. Like there's credit there, I guess objectively, um, but but Coco's like none of the none of the songs in Encanto made me cry. The song at the end of Coco, remember me where, and I have like a thing with like losing memory that gets me every time in a movie when she like remembers and that song is playing. That's, that's hugely powerful. And it's partly because of the song, if Mm -hmm. if not in large part because of the song and the way the melody is. And, um, you know, the, the fact that it's authentic, you know, I guess largely Mexican guitar music, mostly, but authentic Mexican music, uh, you know, nonetheless is, um, that's something that I like to listen to usually when I'm writing. Um, Mm -hmm. 
so I, I just really enjoyed the music a lot more. Well, yeah, Learned like I, I only I can only listen to like <laughs> instrumental music, so that's just one of the yeah the types I can't of, listen to lyrics. Yeah, or anything. one of the types of same. I think music. Layla, you're a you're a movie score. Yeah, person, I just listen right? to film scores. Yeah, like if you've never heard Rodrigo y Gabriela, you should listen to I have. Uh, <laughs> Rodrigo y Gabriela. Yeah, I like um, but I, I I give it a six. I think it's utilized and is utilized better and is more authentic, but maybe doesn't have the same pop appeal to the masses. But you know. Yeah, I mean, if I could add anything to that, I when you when you think of Pixar movies, I know that this one is a movie centered on music, but you don't. The first thought in your head with a Pixar movie, as opposed to most Disney movies, you're not really thinking of the music. It might be something that you loved when you were watching it, but you probably and you might remember it um, if it was played, but it's not the first thing that you um, think of. I think the only exception for me would be Soul. Just because I really like what Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and John Batiste did in that. But with Coco, you definitely do. And I think that it has such a power over... First of all, it's kind of a grim subject. I mean, it's literally a grim subject matter. <laughs> um, and it the music provides this levity and authenticity while also be, not being afraid to reach into extremely emotional points. Um, and that's super impressive for any Pixar movie. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it has a lasting impact on a lot of people. So that sounds great. Anyways. Oh, wait, wait. Footnote. Benjamin Bratt sings Remember Me, but not the other songs mm. that Ernesto mm. de la Cruz mm. sings. That is a musician named Antonio Sol. Oh, okay. Gael well, Garcia so Bernal sings all of his songs. Yeah, I knew it. He's also, like always in Spanish is the only actor that does a Spanish language dub as well. Oh, cool. All the other actors had someone That's else. Cool. He is, Gael uh, Garcia Bernal is like constantly, he's, he's in everything. He's always working. Uh, he is the man. All right, you guys killed it with that category. Let's talk about originality. This is a little bit different here. So how <laughs> original and creative. <laughs> I hear myself, by the way, when I say stuff like that, but uh, I say it nonetheless. Um, how creative were the movies? Did they stand out in their genres? Um, and did they need to be made? Layla, you got so ecstatic This is there. the category I've been Kick waiting for. Kick us off for. with Coco. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. We got to. I think I have more to say technically about Encanto, but I can say a lot about both of them. Um, okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is like the category, I feel like, for both of these movies. These are... Mm. They absolutely needed to be made. I don't think there's a single person that could dispute that. Um, they are so relevant and important. They are both incredible depictions of the resilience of women. And I love that. And I love how heavily focused both of these movies are on family and like culturally relevant for each of the, the, um, settings as well, which I loved. Um, I think like, I, as far as like, I'm going to talk more about this in, um, visuals but i do think the way that they depict like the land of the dead is really gorgeous and incredibly original so i like i'll leave that just as a thought there but the way that they depict the passing of an individual for young people i think is just incredibly original not to say that day of the dead is not already a culturally relevant concept etc etc but for them to be able to translate that into a film for young kids and to be able to give kids this really beautiful and like 
empathetic and uh, intelligent and palatable way to tell a child that when someone passes, you can hold on to them through memory like this. Really powerful and such an important conversation and way to have that conversation with kids. Uh, So, yeah. And then obviously, we've already dived so deeply into this, but like creating a film for Mexican kids to watch families from Mexico for your, you know, did you say it was your siblings, your younger siblings, Z? Yes. Yeah. To have that, to have that for them to be able to watch and to like see the beauty in, in their, in their family's country. So important. I mean, that representation is just indescribably needed um, in a day and age where we like to describe a lot of countries outside of America as not perfect you know so like i'm just happy that kids Mm. get to see this and get to appreciate it and appreciate their own culture so it is a seven from me whoa bang z are you at a seven i am not at a seven sheesh i am at a six and here's the thing okay with the thing (laughs) i guess in terms talking about coco here i just didn't think this the fact that you know it's a little boy and He's very passionate about a certain topic, whatever. He's very passionate about music in this case. And his family does not approve. And now he has to like go off into the world and find himself and then try to explain to his family why it's okay to for him to be passionate about music. Just feels a little unoriginal, like that storyline there within itself. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've heard of this before where you know, it's just that storyline is very unoriginal, but we're going to disregard that a little bit because it is still really good. Like the re- representation is amazing. It's incredible. Like I love to see it. It was just, you know, so good to be able to glamorize the Mexican culture. Like I feel like we're really relevant in the U.S. I'm like holding a fist <laughs> mm. over here. Um, <laughs> wait, what was I saying? What did I just say? Can I uh, just how important I mean how important Mexicans are in the United States and being able to have that representation for yourselves yeah like there's such a huge population of Mexicans here in America and I feel like most people I'm sidetracking here but they know us as farmers and they know us That's as sidetracking you know, so relevant to this I category. know <laughs> you're right like you know we're just the little people that come here and steal jobs like no there's we are humans we have a culture and it's so beautiful and you get to see this and you get to feel it and you know the day of the dead is just like one of the you know smaller uh one of the just one thing that we love to celebrate the many (laughs) yeah of the many um exactly uh so that's why i'm giving it a six i don't know it's just no, that's kind of fair because a movie that just won Best Picture this year is kind of a similar-ish story, Coda, about like, you know, she de- she wants to like leave the family sort of just to be able to um, sing, which is something that they can't fully experience. So they kind of shun that until she brings them into it in the end because she's so... Um, talented and so uh, passionate about it so I think that's totally fair yeah, that it's and, and I'm sure there are better examples like on point where a family is like kind of forced them not to do a certain thing like a footloose style type of thing um, <laughs> yeah. Nick 
are you are you similar here? Yeah, I mean, I'm in between a six and a seven. Sorry, I have to write okay. this down because I'm the only one on this podcast who knows how to add. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I, Way to uh, call me out, Nick. <laughs> you guys don't I know, know how to math. I know movies, TV. You know what? My parents it. wouldn't let me math, and then I left the house and learned how to math. This is why I went into social work, <laughs> Nick. Social work does not require <laughs> yeah. math, okay? <laughs> I just yeah. have to add all the time for my job. Uh, I... Um, I am I'm in between the two because like I do think that Coco needs obviously needs to be made. Like the I'll talk about it when we talk about legacy. That's still a category, right? Yeah. Okay. Talk about when we talk about legacy, but I work in elementary school that is predominantly um I'll say Hispanic because they're mostly Mexican heritage. There's a lot of Latin American we have a lot of Guatemalan students and um but it's it's primarily Mexican-American families. And this movie needs to be made. Like, we'll talk about it more in Legacy, but definitely needs to be made. Is the storyline the most important thing or the most original thing of all time? No, but I think the inclusion of... I mean, there's like a... There's a murder mystery in this movie, too. There's like a murder mystery. Yeah, I can't forget that. There's, um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's the involvement of the Day of the Dead and some, uh, you know, some education about what that is for people that are watching this movie. Like there are a lot of other elements that I do think, think make it more original, but like, yeah, totally Z. Like, I think that the, the basic what's happening to the boy is not, um, necessarily the most original thing ever. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're depictions of, um, the, the like land of the dead, although they are gorgeous. They're sort of like, um, it's original, but I don't. I don't really like love all of it. It looks like um, <laughs> this is really stupid, but it looks like uh, it reminds me of like Blade Runner and like Coruscant, like the planet in <laughs> Star Wars. It's like a city. It's like a city, and everyone like flies around it, and it's just like kind of big and expansive. Oh yeah, very, like, yeah, yeah. Very urbany and city-like, but yeah. futurey. Um, mm-hmm. the aesthetic reminds me of the same thing. I'm really glad that at least somebody understands. No, what I know what you're talking about. Cause it's no, yeah. probably the dumbest actual thought I've had in a while. Um, uh, no. you should listen to yourself more often. Cape's like, let uh, me tell you. Yeah. Just kidding. That's the dumbest are you comparison gonna, are, thought. Are, I, but that's what it reminds me of when I see it. It's are just, you going to split it? Um, I'm going to go with a six and a half. Okay. A six, a six and a half and a seven. Um, Nick, what did you think about the originality for Encanto? Uh, I don't like the plot of Encanto. I'll just Uh, like throw it out there. I just don't really like, I just don't really care about, it's just not as meaningful to me. Like, I don't know necessarily if you're not going to, um, like, I think that visually, and again, like I'd love to speak to some, a Colombian, you know, person of Colombian descent about what they think, but I, from what I understand, there's a lot of thought and um, detail put into the way that the movie looks as far as, you know, making sure that it um, sort of matches Colombian culture. Um, so, like, I, if that is true, then yes, it needs to be made. If it's, uh, <laughs> if it's as representative as the music is representative of co- Colombian culture, then we have an issue and maybe it doesn't need to be made. <laughs> Um, that coupled with the fact that I don't personally really vibe with the plot of this movie, I, f- 
I, I think it's a lot more boring um, than than Coco's oh. plot to me. Whoa! I have mm-hmm. so many thoughts. <laughs> Go ahead. Then I just don't hear. like Encanto as much. Okay. I am going to give it a. I am going to give them the credit that what I've read is true, and I give them a five. Okay, five out of seven if for originality. Well, well, and a Layla, disagrees, please tell me. Well, Layla, the one with all the thoughts. I, <laughs> I, I'm shocked that you feel that way, and I don't know. I think it's like very. If you look like storyline wise, like surface level, if you're just looking at like the sisters and what they have going on and all the little background things, it's pretty silly most of the time. But this movie was for me an incredible metaphor about the power and resilience of immigrant and displaced communities. <laughs> like this entire movie was, and I know that that's such a background thing, but like the, the, I mean, all the magic and all of that stuff is really just a metaphor for people who were outs from their home due to violence. And they built a community on their own together. And it's the power of community and it's a depiction of how so many of the communities that are in Latin America and Central America have had to do so and how they always find love and joy and family in doing so. But I also think what's even more powerful about the movie is it's also a really important depiction of how much, especially in immigrant communities and displaced communities, elders have had to suppress so much of the pain that they've been through to be strong for their communities. And I think the grandmother in this film is a perfect representation of that like she and and also a great representation of how you know some of these younger generations are helping their communities and their families to heal through all of that as well that displacement and having to be strong and having to be stoic and having to carry the weight of your entire community to keep everybody together and feeling loved and okay all the time um and the main and that's why i love the main character of this movie so much because she is a representation of someone who can take a second and say, like, let's let's take a step back. We are safe now. We're not in a war zone. We're not ha- we're not displaced anymore. We have a home. Let's listen to each other and take care of each other. We don't have to keep fighting anymore. Um, and she's able to heal her community in doing so. So, I, I mean, I just think this movie is like really deep. <laughs> um, and I think it's an important a very, very relevant and important conversation to be having. Um, like, and I, and I can even just speak for myself outside of um, Latinx populations and all of that and Hispanic populations. I come from an immigrant family and I felt very connected to this entire storyline. I felt very connected to the grandmother and her need to take care of everyone around her and to make sure everyone felt safe and okay because she had to leave her home, you know, kind of a storyline. So I connected with this movie very intensely. So for that reason alone, I'm also giving this a seven. Um, I think two other things on like a fun, simple note. I think it's so fun to have a character with curly hair. I know that Z brought this up earlier, but I was just dying the whole movie. I was like, girl, hi, (laughs) I see you. I love (laughs) your curls. Um, She's wearing glasses. Like I know that little brown girls with curly hair who have straightened their hair their whole lives to fit in saw this movie and they were like, oh my God, I can wear my hair curly. Look at her. She's so cute. Mm. She's so beautiful. And that makes me happy because I have a niece 
who has wanted to straighten her hair over and over and over again because she's growing up in a predominantly white community like I did. And I'm just sitting there like, absolutely not. I ruined my hair. (laughs) I burnt my hair trying to make it straight because that's what I thought was beautiful. But this character is a it's for an entirely new generation. So I think that's very powerful, even if it's a simple detail. Um, And I also just think it's important to acknowledge with both Coco and Encanto that, you know, Disney's always been trying to create diversity. Like, you know, we had Mulan when we were growing up. We had quote unquote Pocahontas. We had Aladdin, whatever. But they're now making these films with intentionality, which I think is a very powerful thing, right? Like we're, they're trying really hard to do good by these communities. They're not perfect and they're continuing to make mistakes, but they're not making Aladdins anymore where there's just racist content within the film. You know what I mean? Like they're trying really hard to bring in creators that can have a say. Uh, So I think that's also very original. So I'm seven for both of these movies when it comes to originality. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Z, do you want to <laughs> add anything to that? What did uh, I what mean? Did you think there's no topping that, Lulis. Really well said. My God. I mean, everything you said was just like, I'm over here clapping, by the way. You can't hear me, people. Yeah, this is an audio uh, form. Um, and she was clapping very, like, silently. Right <laughs> yeah. I, I felt all the good vibes. I, she, was, she, was, she was pushing me forward. <laughs> um, man. What you said is so great. Uh, I think this movie definitely needed to be made. I think it stands out. I thought it was so creative. Um, I think what really stood out to me was the fact that you have all of these characters. You know, you have the main character who's struggling with, you know, feeling worthless and feeling like she's not special and feeling like she does not belong with, you know, within her family. So... I mean, you can only imagine that she probably feels like she doesn't belong in the world. Um, And she's living behind the shadows of her family, which is so sad. It's so heartbreaking. Um, And I think a lot of people can identify with, you know, the kid who has no superpowers versus, you know, the person that does that is, you know, has all these special abilities. So true. um, You know, that one was born with. So... You know, for that very reason, I think it did need to be made. But it's also concerning that, you know, the grandma is coming into the storyline and being like, well, by the way, you have no superpowers, so you're not special. Um, Which can be a really huge mindfuck for kids. So I'm really hoping, you know, kids didn't focus on that part of the storyline. And then I really liked... You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like heartbreaking, but at the same time, there's like a reality. I mean, that's like a talk that they have to have with their kids. That's at some my point. that's my my contention here is like everything you said was beautifully said, Layla. Don't hide it as a metaphor, though. Don't put it. Don't make it a metaphor about superheroes. Is my only oh. my only thing. Mm-hmm. Like Coco's pal- very palatable. Um, I will argue that kids of, growing up in like. A household they like didn't this, get though. That metaphor, though. I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I can't speak for children. I think kids are really smart. <laughs> um, but I would, I would argue that, like, based off of their surroundings and having potentially a grandmother really similar to that could be a really understood thing. Oh, absolutely. I just yes. don't think that the 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 I, I would, I would, I would say don't 
make it so thickly metaphorical. Yeah. And, yeah. and then and then a hundred percent, I give it a seven in this category. But the metaphor masks all of those really important things that you were talking about uh, to me, and that's just my opinion. Yeah. No, I think that's super yeah. fair. This is an opinion podcast. <laughs> I think so. Thank Pictar. you. I think what's Isn't what's interesting and what's mm-hmm. good though is like I did feel like a lot of the movie, kind of similar to what you were saying, Nick, at the beginning when you were at the beginning of your thought before about how like. It's just kind of like silly and whatever. Like I didn't feel super connected to it. Like I kind of feel like in some ways it is just like for kids, that's what it is. Right. Like I was thinking that a lot with like the little one and his like power with animals. I was like, this is like very storybook folklore. I'm afraid of it's the same thing as the Lin-Manuel Miranda. Totally. Very like pop. Yeah. Digest. And I don't think kids are going to think about it where in Coco, they have to think about like, oh crap. Like I, I have a dead grandpa. Yeah. And I, I do remember mm. him. I have to make sure that other people don't forget him. Yeah. And that's important. And I agree um, with that. Totally. I think, I guess in that sense, I think they made a movie for kids. That's really fun and, and enjoyable and whatever. I still think it's very powerful because of the reach that Disney and Pixar does have for adults and teenagers and individuals to watch a movie like this, especially being someone who is like currently trying to heal a lot of trauma in my immigrant family. Like, I connected really deeply with this movie because of it. And I think these movies are very universal for that reason. They're not just for kids. And I think that's really powerful. And I think kids are going to love this and then maybe watch it later on just for fun and see something deeper in it. Just like I think I've done with like every Disney movie I've ever watched. Totally. Good points all around. Z, did you uh, give a rating there? No, uh, I, I cut you off. So sorry. No, 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 no you're I good. I me, actually, this was great. Conversation. You guys are saying so much good stuff here. Uh, I didn't give it a rating. I think I am going to give it a six. Okay, six out of seven. That's totally fair. Um, <laughs> Layla, do you want... I didn't see it, so that's my, my opinion means nothing. Um, Layla, do you want to start with eye candy and talk about the visuals in Encanto? Sure. Um I kind of started to talk about it a little bit. I It's a it's it's such a it's a really fun visual movie. Like it's a very very colorful movie which you know, I think is an, another attribution to like attribution to the culture itself. Um mm. and it's like it's it's like it's got this like folklore aspect to it cuz it is like there's magic involved and stuff, so it's like visually they had a lot to work with, which is really fun. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but like when the kid creates his like animal world and stuff, like it felt really like storybook to me. Like it didn't feel like the most creative I've ever seen. Like it just kind of felt like I was watching literally like the draw drawn pictures of a storybook that a kid is reading come to life. Like, um, Mm -hmm. which in some ways is really fun. I think for kids, I don't think this is the most visually stunning in general when it comes to Disney and Pixar. I think Disney and Pixar have done some remarkable things and I'm going to talk really heavily in Coco about this, but I think when you are creating just an imaginary village in an imaginary world with magic, you have so much at your disposal and I don't necessarily feel like this movie did in anything that I was like, oh my God, that was the most gorgeous thing I've seen in animation. Um, especially when the, the bar for animation is really high in my head when it comes to visuals. Um, but I, I'm going to give it a 
five. <laughs> I oh, struggled okay. there. <laughs> That's fine. Nick, did you uh, do you have a higher score or lower? I wanted score? to know what Z's score was because she said O. Oh. oh, Z. Sorry, Call me out, Z. we're going back to you. No, no, no. Wait. Okay. So backtrack. We're talking about Encanto here. Yeah. Yeah. Encanto. Yes. Okay. That's it. Um, I thought it was so beautiful. I thought the animation was gorgeous. I thought it was so bright. It was so vivid. I love the scene, especially the flower scenes. Yeah. Just the name of the character. I can't remember. I don't know. It's her sister that can make flowers for Gabe's reference. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, her. (laughs) I'm not fond of the sister. Okay. Julieta? Julieta. Yes. For sure, Julieta. I Julia. do not like her character, but all those okay. just silly flowers. Character, honestly, we didn't talk about her, but what a silly but character. But the flowers popped. She's not cool. She's kind of fucked up. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, I think the animation is so great. Like the world, the world within Encanto feels so big. Literally, like you know, there is a different realm behind all of these doors. The house feels so huge to me. It reminds me of like you know. I never lived with like nine family members <laughs> at once, but I think they were really able to, you know, just capture the essence of like a big Hispanic family, Latino family. Um, so I'm giving it a seven. I just Whoa. think the animation is so beautiful. Nick, it was it's it, it's Isabella. Isabella, that That's the mom. Did you guys even watch? Uh, Nick, Can what you did get you get out of here? I'm just looking at the IMDb page. Uh, I was going to... Uh, just, I'll, I'm going to give uh, both of these movies a five. Mm. Um, I don't think they're the strongest visually of of the like Pixar movies, and I think there are things about each of them that I don't like. I don't like love. They're obviously above average. Like, it, but I'm kind of going with like comparisons within other Pixar movies, which isn't necessarily like, fair. Yeah. I think if they're compared to other animated movies, it's probably like a six or seven. But I'm tr- I'm like thinking really insular to like Pixar movies, so I went with a five. But I don't know if that's fair. Um, <laughs> I don't know but if that's fair. also, it doesn't matter. Our opinions are our opinions. Uh, so. My like, like obviously there are visual representations of like I'm assuming because I've never been, but I would love to Colombian architecture and uh, uh, you know clothing and generally culture that are probably um, really well done. I would hope. I don't know. Someone tell me. Um, but I, <laughs> I hope me. so. Uh, don't look at me. <laughs> and and like you said, um, Maribel's. Uh, you know, hair and just general appearance is is is, is meaningful. Um, that's the character's name, right? Maribel. Yeah. In Encanto. Yes. 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 That one I remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just second guessing everyone's names now. Um, I don't even know you guys' names. I think that 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 is, <laughs> is probably the the most you know meaningful um, you know, visual representation in, in the movie that, that probably means the most to people, especially hearing both of you speak about it. Layla, huge animation person. Uh, what'd you think visually for Coco? You gave fives to both, right, Nick? Yeah. So okay. Co- you want me to just talk about Coco since I already gave I, my score? I thought you did, but yeah, go ahead. No, I was talking only about Encanto. Coco, I give a five, not perfect because like I said, I just don't really like love the depiction of what the, the, 
I like the depiction of the dead and of dying and of extra dying. Of the dead. The final death. Um, but maybe not the land of the dead. I don't like... There's some parts of it that like, just are sort of not my favorite animation I've ever seen. Okay. But I love that both these movies don't have a ton of animation that's purely to sell toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. super true. Love that, though. That is very true. It's a little bit, but not a lot. I'm sure there will be a Mary Bell doll, though. Yeah. But she wasn't created explicitly so that you have a doll. Layla, Coco, there's the dog. The dog, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're they're always going to be able to sell some of those, but I I can see that with Coco. Um, Layla, does this stand out visually for you out of Pixar movies? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to give Coco a six. I, okay. And I think that's because for me personally with animation, like, I'm always really impressed. Like, how do I describe this? Like, with Encanto, like, I think it's really easy to make something look really fucking gorgeous when it's, like, completely made up, if that makes sense. Like, it's just a made-up place. It's Mm. a made-up world. And not to say that the land of the dead is not, like, a, (laughs) like, thing that you make up in your own mind. But I think people kind of maybe have their own images of that, right? And then to put an image to it, and in my opinion, be successful with it, is a feat. And I think... I love looking at it. I think the colors are vivid and gorgeous. And I like, um, I do think it's an incredibly detailed movie. Like Encanto, it's like what's happening in front of you is happening in front of you. But with uh, Coco, like if you look in the background, so much is happening. And like, I like the visualization of all the different parts of the Land of the Dead. I think the bridges themselves are gorgeous. Like the leaves and the color of the leaf. It's so beautiful. I think when he runs through the cemetery, it's there's something about like the image of the dead with the living that's really like I don't know, it's really beautiful. It's it it just like it it doesn't nothing about the movie just feels very like even the visuals create a sense of family for me and a sense of like home and a sense of uh all of that. So I think it um I think it does exactly what it's supposed to do and I think it's really like vividly gorgeous. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a six. Um, just because of how imaginative I feel like they were with creating that world. Z, you Fair. loved Encanto. What about Coco visually? I'm actually going to go with a 6.5. Wow, Encanto beats it out. Yes. Interesting. It beats okay. Coco. Only, again, to Layla and Nick's point, like the land of the dead feels very futuristic. Like, I have no idea. I feel like. You know, I don't know. Like Layla said, we they finally put the picture to this world that we don't know exactly what it looks like, but it looks so futuristic. There's so much going on in the background. Like you can't even almost focus on the characters because you're like wondering a little bit, where the fuck am I at? Like this does not feel <laughs> <laughs> like the land of the dead, but it's also so beautiful because, you know, it captures the altars of you know it reminds me of my again sorry i keep repeating this but it reminds me of my family's home specifically my grandfather's home where he sets up the altar he decorates the table he gets the the beautiful orange flowers he sets up the candles they even went to the extreme to be so detailed that specifically when someone dies and you're setting up this altar you're supposed to put out um their favorite food you know um and you see detailed. that they are they're so detailed you see that in the film um which is 
so beautiful and uh what else was i gonna say like uh mama coco you know she's so old she's so cute but you can see all of the wrinkles in her face like you can they've aged her so well you just want to hug her because that's how <laughs> old she, that's how old she literally looks yeah um and it feels like you know when you're not in the land of the dead and when you're in the actual world of coco it looks exactly like mexico i've seen photos uh you know the casitas the guitar the details in the guitar the details in the clothing it's so vibrant um and i just absolutely love that part but because of the futuristic feel and the land of it i have to go with the six i just don't think they did a good job there they fell a little short no that's fair um you know something that like really sticks out to me with uh with coco that it kind of takes from you know movies like encanto or just like other disney movies is because most of the Disney movies are like music focused, there's a lot more like performative visuals. Um, so like there's like literally performances, but also like the way that the characters are coming out and the way it's shifting is, is like a performance, you know? Um, whereas like Coco is like the first Pixar movie. I think that gets to do that. Um, most of them follow like a normal story. There's not like weird, like montages happening and like people like dancing and like different characters coming in and out. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like you're following along that story. Um, so it's really cool how they do that visually. Um, because I just, none of the other ones have done that. I mean, um, so anyways, Mm -hmm. let's close it out. Let's talk about legacy. What's the lasting legacy of these movies? I think Z, you got to start. What does Coco mean to you? And like, what do you think its legacy is going to be over time? Is it uh, getting boxed out by Encanto now? I think it is. I'm going to give it a seven there. I think mm. the movie will live on forever within the Latino representation, specifically the Mexican. Like, I think, Nick, you said what? It was one of the top grossing films in Mexico? I think or what- it is the highest grossing movie in in Mexican cinema history. It beat out the Avengers. That's sick. That's awesome. I, at wow. least when it, at least at the time of its release. Okay. So at least in 2017, it, I mean, it beat... I'm going to repeat that. It beat the Avengers. It yeah. defeated the Avengers. Wow. Thanos couldn't even do that. The power of music. <laughs> the power of music. The power of Mexicans. No, just kidding. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, it'll just, I think this movie needed to be made. It's so good. Uh, the rip- like, I just keep repeating myself. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm a little nervous here, but no, um, you don't sound at all. Yeah, <laughs> you, you it's my first the podcast. Mike. It's my first time on a podcast, people. <laughs> Whoa, um, let's go! First I know. Many. Adding it to my resume. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Jk Jk. Um, but you know, I think I will always pop this movie on for my little brother and sister, for my future kids, for my family. Anytime, you know, of course, around Halloween, Day of the Dead. The only thing that's, you know, I'm not sure how you guys feel, and I would love for you to chime in. I just don't know that, you know, come Halloween time, right? We have these films, mm-hmm. our go-to films, for example, Focus Pocus, Halloween Town. 
Uh, I don't know what. I don't even know if anyone watches. We can't get Layla started on this in April because she is a huge. <laughs> or at the October end of this, Halloween or at the end of this episode, because I'm just gonna try. Yeah. This <laughs> but yeah, I know. I I I think what like you're getting at is is this a movie that people would pop on uh, at that time? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You Maybe guys, some... I'm looking for an answer here. Hey, I just people? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i I haven't heard that people do i you know outside of it i think coco i know a lot of people that love coco and it's one of their biggest rewatched uh pixar movies just in general so i don't know if it's like seasonal based but Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know layla you're the expert was the question if if people turn this on at at, halloween um, times on halloween like yeah like halloween time yeah kids rotation Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like it, at the elementary school. Yes, they. Sp- Nick, speaker my, of all kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I speak for the children. They definitely, <laughs> they will definitely turn this on. There's always someone dressed up if we do allow costumes, which isn't very frequent. They're 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 dressed up as you know, like, especially in 2017. Oh. Yeah, especially mm. when it came out. Like there was, a, it was like a huge deal around, you know, Halloween, Day of the Dead. Okay. Well, that makes Layla. me happy. So that that yeah. just adds to the legacy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, you're, everything you said. I mean, I, I I can see that from an outside perspective. Like Coco is one of the most popular ones. But Layla, where does it stack up in your Pixar movie? Huh. I'm curious. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, you don't have to. Yeah, I don't. I like definitely ranking, did not prepare. Like, like um, top five, top ten. Off the top of my head, I I want to say top. Five, but I feel like I'm gonna like maybe regret that. I don't know. I have to look at a mm. list of Pixar movies. I do really love Coco, and I think I I know a lot of people that love this movie, that rewatch this movie, adore this movie. But I think like kind of honestly, regardless of all of that, this is gonna like this is gonna live on in Mexico. <laughs> like this this is for mm-hmm. Mexico. This is for Mexican people. This is a movie they can show their children and they will show their children because it's true and true representation of their culture. Um, So, I I mean, I think it's interesting, too, because with Disney and Pixar, like they. I I think they're trying to go through almost all cultures at this point. So I just feel like now they have their Mexican one and that's going to live on even within the lexicon of Disney and Pixar as the Mexican Disney Pixar film. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's never going to die. So I just feel like. I have to give it a seven for that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, a winner of two Academy Awards, including the animated feature, a very interesting category that year, like loving Vincent. I don't know if you've seen yeah. it. It's really, really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I love when there's these ones like it, they have no chance against Disney no or chance. Pixar, but that one but is just so creatively made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the breadwinner is like one of a, like one of the most incredible In- animated incredible. features. Never had a chance. Never had either. a chance. But, if but you, you know what? Had a big chance to box it out. The boss, baby. Um, but it didn't. <laughs> uh, Nick, what do you put for legacy? It's a it's a hard seven. Okay. Hard. Higher it would. I've Hort. seen how important it is to Mexican American children and many of my coworkers. It's, I think it's at least a, at least one of them. I know it's her favorite movie ever. Whoa. Um, ever ever. And. I you know I'm not I am not 
Mexican American or Latin American. I've been mistaken as such, and actually called Mexican as an insult many times in elementary school, which was cool. Uh, very, very cool, fun thing. Uh, I just know that it is very, very meaningful to um, people that I, uh, you know, care about and work with every day. So it's a hard seven for me. Okay, and Encanto is it also the best ever? Uh, no, I gave it a six. Okay. Um, I don't, I think that a lot of that is, um, the pandemic. I mean, it's not released into theaters in the same way. I don't think that that, uh, allows it to have the same impact. Like it can't be the highest grossing movie in all of Colombian history, likely because it wasn't released in theaters in Colombia. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I, there's but, probably I was but again, reasons behind that. But again, Coco was yeah. the highest grossing movie in Mexican history. So, you know, I, I don't think Encanto can say something like that. Um, you know, we don't talk about Bruno's really awesome and incredible. but uh, and, and a six is still a very, very high score. But yeah. It is indeed. It's, it's well above average. Uh, what about you, Z? Wait, I want to backtrack a second. Did you say yeah. that it did not premiere in Columbia? Or what was that that you said? I don't... Uh, I'm saying that because of its release to Disney+, Plus, it probably oh, wasn't released out in, in theaters and couldn't have the same sort of box office impact oh. that, like, Coco mm. was in 2017. I see, that. I see. Do you uh, think it has, like, a big legacy, though? Or it will have a big legacy? I mean, it just came out. They so. did hold a premiere in Columbia, by the way. <laughs> that makes sense. That's we, we never said we were experts, folks. <laughs> we never said it. Uh, just our opinions. Uh, but yeah, see, what do you think? Um, I think it will have a lasting legacy, especially within the you know Latino Hispanic community. Again, it was so great to the. Again, the common theme here, <laughs> a film that represents Hispanic people. It feels so rare. Also, you know, the, the body shapes and the sizes, um, you know, I think that plays a big part in there, too. Um, I am losing track of my thoughts here, but it will. I think mm-hmm. it does, you know, it will. It resonates with the people, so I will give it a step. She's a speaker for the people, Nick <laughs> for the kids, but she's the people at large. Layla, finish us off. Um, I might eat these words later on, but it just Definitely. is so uh, new right now. So I feel like there is mm-hmm. so much conversation around it, and that's great, and yeah. all of the above. Um, I'm going to give it a six. I don't know. Like, I- I'll speak for myself personally. This is not a Pixar movie I'm going to rewatch. I will or, rewatch Coco. It's on Pixar, times. is it? I've Sorry, seen it true. twice. I'm done. I'm over it. I don't want to see it again. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't find myself is, rewatching. Is Encanto Pixar? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Disney. Oh, I, I, Disney. I, I, yeah, oh, we yeah, just yeah. thrown those words. I didn't around. know. I yeah. Probably said it wrong. Um, Same story. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I I won't be rewatching this movie. I sure. enjoyed it on that one watch, but it's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't actually like love the music the way everyone else did. Like the Bruno song is like so fun. It's such a fun time, and mm-hmm. we can acknowledge that like 
<laughs> every TikTok sound that you swiped for like a whole month was just a clip from that song. Like that's all that TikTok was for an entire month. Um, so, you know, it'll live on in that legacy as well. But I, I don't like none of the other songs, like the sister songs, like I'm not going to be singing those. There are a lot of Disney movies with music where like I still just like love if I put on like a musical playlist, I love singing those, belting those songs out. I don't see myself doing that with this movie. Um and again, like, I don't even know, this is something I can't speak to, but I don't even know necessarily how, like, Colombians feel about the music. Like, if it's, like, in Colombia, they're going to be, like, this is going to be the biggest movie of all time for them or something like that later on. I have no idea. Maybe they don't identify with this the way that Mexico did with Coco. So I'm going to give it a six tentatively for now because I feel like it's in a huge wave and everyone's really excited about it. But I don't feel the way I did with Coco where I was like, I want to rewatch this again. Like, I loved that movie so much. With Encanto, I'm like, okay, I get it. (laughs) I did it. That's So your opinion on that is actually like what I was hearing when Encanto first came out. And I was wondering whether I should watch it. I I kind of – it just takes me a while to get to animated movies. I don't know why. And unless it's like a Pixar movie, I'm just like biased that way. But – like mm-hmm. when it came out, I didn't think this was such a big deal. And a lot of people didn't. In fact, most like critics and stuff wouldn't have assumed it would have won the Oscar for animated feature, yeah. especially against another Pixar movie and especially against a movie that was super popular, which is the Mitchells versus. The yeah. <laughs> but the soundtrack was so like popular and it just built up steam more and more over time that it like bullied its way (laughs) into winning that award and it's i don't think it's going away anytime soon because like we we don't talk about bruno is still like number two on the charts Mm -hmm. and there's another one that's like top 50 and those songs are so fucking fun to listen to the other one i I really like too but like that song in it of itself is going to be potentially more famous in the movie and usually i hold that against the movie because like just the song being more famous you know like it that's not the movie as a whole but i really think that because of that it's going to be something that a lot of other people rewatch, even if i heard you know lukewarm takes on it when it first came out yeah um, yeah i mean that's honestly why that. i'm giving it a six because that song alone okay. is probably going to carry it through but like i don't think the movie itself will and no, I agree. Maybe that'll change. I have no idea. We'll see like three or four years from now, but I don't see people rewatching this the way they do with other Disney and, and Pixar no. films. And it lost in our face off. Wow. Oh. 90. And Kanto had 90 out of a total 105. Of a possible of 105. Mm-hmm. That's 93 great. 93 for Coco. So Coco wins. Wow, a close that one. Was really Very close. Close. I that was really close. I wasn't I wasn't seeing that ahead of time, especially really after close. what we just said about Encanto um at the end there. But congratulations to Coco and to the country of Mexico uh for your animated movie that won <laughs> this very important award. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're gonna be stoked about this. Um do uh, Zoo, hey, do you have any recommendations for other things that people should watch? Could be related, or it could just be like some random thing. But I do. But come back to me because I have to. Yeah, take some time, Layla. I know you got some. uh, Do you have any recommendations? I mean, you've given so many animated. I know I've given so many uh, animated ones. They have to be animated. Not necessarily. If they fit into Uh, culturally, you could totally say something. Um, Got it. 
I don't know. I mean, we've done so many animated movies. If we're doing it like Disney, Pixar, like we all know my favorite. Um, I, I love Inside Out. If you haven't seen Inside Out, we have an episode on that. So you should listen to that episode. Yeah, um, that was a great episode. And Soul, I recommend Soul. And Soul, oh, that's a good movie. Um, I so think good. with like Disney, I always thought like I when my niece was growing up, I watched some of the newer Disney ones like Princess and the Frog and Tangled, and I really loved those movies. I think they're such sweet Disney movies, and they're really fun musical movies. So if you haven't seen those, you should see those. Um, I'm gonna keep away from animation that's kind of outside of Disney and Pixar because I could deep dive into a hole by doing that. So I'm gonna stick to those recommendations. <laughs> Okay. Do you have any Z or uh uh well did you guys happen to watch Turning Red? I haven't seen it yet. La 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 <laughs> I hear it's amazing. You should spoil all of Encanto uh, for you, but not Turning Red. Uh, no, dude, I hear Turning Red is like absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's really so, it's a great recommendation. Okay. It's so good. Nick, you watched it. Obviously you recommend yeah. the film. So I mean I highly recommend that to everyone. it's definitely not you know, for kids, it feels definitely more for like preteens, teens. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm one of those. And you can relate because you're a redhead. That's yeah, true. Exactly. I turned red the turn minute I was born. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> when you're angry, you turn into a big panda. That's true. I am very red. Yeah, I yeah. turn into a big red uh, panda. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. And I was going to – so I, I do kind of want to plug just very quickly um, because I mentioned those earlier. Uh, well, I, I definitely want to plug The Breadwinner because it's a really, really powerful story. Um, and I, I think it's available. I don't know where. I don't know. Google it. Um, I also would recommend – um flea that came out this year um it's really really good it's like a documentary slash animated movie it was nominated for i think like three academy awards this year which is remarkable um, the breadwinner looks and- like it's for rent um i will also mm-hmm. preface to people who don't know what it is it's a much heavier movie than what we've been talking oh, about yeah. <laughs> like oh, it is a yeah. much heavier yeah. animated film <laughs> Just preface. There's always every year at the Oscars in the animated feature category. There's always some like fucking super heavy animated movie for adults that has no chance at winning. Like Flea is also heavy, but it's also very uh, uplifting in a lot of ways. And if you watch it on Hulu, I want to watch it in uh, its original language. But if you watch it on Hulu, Riz Ahmed is one of the voices of it, and then someone else is uh, another voice. I think Mahershala Ali. I can't remember. Uh, Anyways. Uh, we've been talking for so long. Uh, Bazuhe, do you want people to follow you on uh, social media? Do you want that? Definitely do you, follow like, do you actually want that? <laughs> do I actually want that? I don't know. For legal reasons, I cannot answer this question. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm kidding. a lawyer, no, yes. so I agree. <laughs> follow me. Don't answer. Oh, okay. I'm not answering. <laughs> no, follow, follow you where? Follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is zoo, not zoo, Z-U-N-O-C-E-O-O. And then, of course, follow me on TikTok. We are Sage. I'm plugging in the breath once again. I need to yeah, get paid Instagram for this. Yeah, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, look at We Are Sage. My uh, my lady is on there quite often. My Pretty lady. funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at Facing Off Pod, and you can send us an email facingoffpodcast at gmail uh, Nick, do you have a send off? Oh, anyway, Z, it was really nice having yes, you, and we would love to have you again. Nice.
You guys, thank you so much for having me. This is really nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you killed, killed it. it. Just I don't killed think it. anyone can hear that. <laughs> I don't. You are less nervous than some of my more uh, gregarious friends. Nick, <laughs> send off. Remember me. Bruno? Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. <laughs>